0: Hello, High Point family. How are you this evening? Hope all is going well. And uh, I'm excited because uh, we are kind of wrapping up our Holy Spirit study. We definitely could keep studying this for a long time, Uh, but we're gonna move on to something else in the new year, but this will be our last night uh, to be together until the second week of January. And this will be our last night talking about the Holy Spirit. So I have a few things prepared, uh, but um, sometimes there's nothing worse than going to a class or going to be a part of something where you're hoping it's going to be one thing and then it's not. So if you have any questions about the Holy Spirit tonight's tonight, it, it doesn't mean I'll be able to answer them, but at least we can generate some discussion. So if you've been sitting there for 10 weeks going, when is he going to talk about this? Please uh, send me your questions. I have a few things prepared, but I also want to save some space uh, if you have something that you would like to send in for us to discuss about the Holy Spirit. Okay, let's say hello to a few folks. Hello, Karen Perry. Glad to have you and Amy Siebert. Hope uh, you and yours are well. Uh, So, uh, Blessings to have you with us this evening. And tell Terry I said hello. And Clarice Hickman, good to have you. And Wilma Holloway, hello, everyone. That's right. Uh, and oh, Karen says she's going to miss us. Well, um, someone will have to give Karen a call and just say hello. But we'll just take a break. So it's better to be, uh, I guess, underexposed than overexposed. Or, or something like that. So I'm, I'm glad that you'll be missing us instead of going, oh, another week. All right, the Allens are here. Good to have John and Talia and Bill and Kathy. So Kathy is doing something very sweet. She probably don't want me sharing, but she is making pies and cakes for all the staff. So uh, she's very talented and very sweet, and I appreciate the way she's loving on us. Hello, Larry and Jerry. Good to have you guys, and we're glad you're watching hello carrie smith carrie you're coming quite the regular so it's good having you and i always appreciate having you part of the discussion buster hello friend so buster you could probably teach this class um, because you've learned a lot about the holy spirit and your time in the mission field uh, but good to have you guys with us this evening and hello linda glad you're here tonight I don't know if you heard, but last week I gave you a little shout out because I loved your Facebook post and I thought it was very sweet. And we're just right there with you. Hello, Burgers. glad you guys are present. So, and Lewis and Paula, welcome, welcome. And Lynn Belknap, sweet thing, glad you're here. And, okay, John and Talia are with us, awesome. And the Bakeys, for those of you who don't know, uh, the Bakeys place membership on Sundays. We're glad to have them. Uh, They said that they know good preaching when they hear it. No, I'm kidding. I'm sure there are many reasons why they joined the High Point family, but we're glad to have you guys with us. And you're a source of encouragement every Sunday morning because you sit behind me and cheer me on. So uh, in the Wombles, good to have you, uh, Glenda and Uh, Brenda. So good to have you guys. And uh, Sharon and Ken Dunlop, Welcome. And oh, Linda, you heard that I was talking about you. All right. You're very special. We love you very much. So tonight, uh, we're going to be wrapping up. This is week 10, if you can believe it, talking about the Holy spirit. And so if you're just hopping on, uh, what I said to those that were first here is since this is our last night, I don't want anyone to be disappointed. And if there's a question you've always had about the Holy spirit, Don't know that I can answer it, but we'll at least pitch it out for the group to talk about uh, because uh, it is something very important. And we've spent a a lot of time um, over this fall and even into the summer about where God's leading us and uh, how we can uh, look at scripture and how we can allow the spirit uh, to guide us. So one of the things I wanted to do is kind of summarize a few things we've talked about um, in that, I am hoping that each of us will be open to the spirit and open to what God continues to do in our lives. But just a little clarification uh, because, you know, I mentioned several weeks back that um, I had a deacon friend that I was very disappointed in because he said he felt like God wanted him to be happy and the spirit was leading him to, to leave his, his family. Um, if, if the spirit is is leading you to do something or to believe something as contrary to scripture is not the holy spirit so um, i believe that that god gave us everything that we need in scripture and it's there and we don't need to add to it but with that said i do believe that the spirit did not retire after uh inspiring paul to write second timothy which is probably the the last of uh the books that he wrote And I guess John would have been the the last after that with some of his writings and, of course, revelation. So I believe the spirit keeps going and the spirit keeps guiding us. The spirit keeps maturing us. And the spirit also provides opportunities for us to serve and to understand what God's will is. And we talked a little bit about reading scripture that um, the more we're in tune with the spirit, sometimes we couldn't have we could have read Philippians a hundred times. And then suddenly a, a verse pops out that you've never seen before. You're like, has that been in there? Does someone add that? No, that's the spirit opening you up to, to something. So I encourage us to stay in tune with the spirit, but just know that um, if it is leading you to, uh, to do something or to um, feel like you've got a voice that's contrary to scripture, uh, then that's not the spirit so paul tells us even if angels themselves come and present a gospel that is separate uh, than what's already been presented don't listen to the angels so anyway uh hello paula austin good to have you so uh one last chance if you have questions on the holy spirit let's get them out there and let's talk about it otherwise i'm gonna go on with my material so i'll get started anyway So the last aspect of what I wanted us to talk about when it comes to the Holy Spirit is kind of the maturing uh, or the sanctification process uh, where it's being set apart to be holy. And so the longer we go with God and the more we allow that Spirit's volume to be turned up in our lives, uh, hopefully, we're also turning down sin in our lives, and so I want to talk just a little bit about the Spirit and how it works in this sanctifying process. Hello, I'm Alfonso, and also Mickelson's. Good to have you guys. Uh, it's okay if you're late. That's okay. Uh, all right, so you're watching the space station go across. Well, that's much more important. So. <laughs> Anyway, it's good to have you guys. Okay, so we're talking a little bit about, um, it's our final night, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. So if you have questions, send them in. Uh, But I'm talking a little bit about sanctification and this ongoing process of being made holy by the work of the Holy Spirit. So let's see what Peter has to say in 1 Peter 1, 1 through 2. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to God's elect Exiles scattered throughout the province of Pontus in Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Blithnia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through this sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. So Peter is greeting them. I'm an apostle who's been chosen by God, it was God's plan, but through the sanctifying process uh, of the work of the spirit. so I've actually, uh, when I baptize people, um, I'll ask them not only did they believe that Jesus is the son of God, I'll say, are you ready to allow him to be your Lord and master? So, uh, I mean, Lord and savior. Savior takes care of sin. Lord means you're putting your life under his lordship, under his authority, under his guidance to where we not only have the blood of Jesus that saves us, but the power of the spirit to make us more like Jesus. So uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, 7 and 8, here's what Paul says. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject a human being, but God himself, the very God who gives you his spirit. So in this, Paul is talking about an an expectation that God has that God takes us where we are, absolutely. But through the power of knowledge that Jesus has given us his life and his blood covers over us and the power of the spirit, there's an expectation that we don't arrive spiritually. We just keep growing and hopefully becoming more like Jesus and less like the world. so if you remember in our study on the fruit of the spirit, Paul lists out what it looks like if you're involved in the ways of the world and the works of, of the flesh are very evident and this is what it looks like. But this is the work of the Spirit. So it's almost like a, a choice. And you can't keep falling after the ways of the world and hope for the Holy Spirit to begin a work and continue a work in our lives. So 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23, Paul goes on to say this. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's this preparation for the wedding, for the bride of Christ and, and Christ's return. Uh, we are those virgins that have the oil and, and we're ready uh, to greet um, our Savior that's coming but we're sanctified through and through, meaning that we're letting go a little bit at a time uh, some things from our past life uh, and we're adding things to our new life. Now, I've used this example before, uh, but it's almost like your life before you were single, if you're married, and your life afterwards. And slowly, little bit by little bit, Jill is ridding me of all my cool stuff from my single days, Uh, all my cool concert posters and my album collection and my awesome uh, stereo speakers. I've still got them. They're upstairs. So they're about five foot tall and Jill says she's going to bury me in one. And I told the kids, if that's true, bury her in the other one. But it's, It's this process of getting rid of sometimes it's painful things of your past and taking on the new life and living in a new way. Okay. The full and checks are here and the pierces are watching as well. So Joe and Don, sorry, I didn't get to come by your, uh, happy anniversary party. Uh, Jill had a little, uh, surgery. So we were taking care of her but we were there in spirit, so hope it went well. Okay, so um, Paul continues on his second letter to the church at Thessalonica. In 2 Thessalonians 2 and verse 13, but we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because God chose you as first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the spirit and through belief in the truth. Okay, so we have truth that's given from God. God's so loved us and His one and only Son, so we could be restored to Him. But that's just part of the good news. God says that that we're new creations. We're no longer living under the curse of the old law. We are living as kingdom resonance. And God's kingdom looks a very specific way. And as residents of that kingdom, we behave in a certain way that honors the king and recognizes that we're part of a godly community. So it's, it's interesting. When I was doing uh, some of my doctoral work on adolescent development, they talked a little bit about what we used to call cliques. Uh, and growing up in youth group, Uh, the adults were always trying to bust up the clicks. You're always hanging out with these few guys or this group of girls and guys. So y'all don't need to be so exclusive. And sometimes even as adults, you're but y'all small group, you know, y'all, yeah. Here, I had kind of, Um, an idea that maybe um, that it it wasn't good for kids to always be that way. And they actually said this exact opposite. uh, If you have good friends and instead of calling them clicks, they call them clusters. And what they said is a cluster is can be as, as few as three to four, but generally it's four to six, seven, or eight. So generally it's not over eight, but, It's just a group of people and it can be the same gender or it can be mixed gender. Uh, But what they're saying with adolescents in particular is who you hang out with determines how you're going to live and that it helps with identity formation if you have a group of people that will hold you accountable as to how you're supposed to live. And so it's this process of, if I'm gonna hang out with this group, I know I can't do this and I can't do that. And I can't talk that way. And I know I'm supposed to be a part of this and that. And so it is kind of a forced, we're going to do life together and we're gonna encourage each other for for the better. And so that's part of the work of the spirit is through a godly community that will help us grow. And so the sanctifying work of the spirit. So I love what um, Scott McKnight says. He said, we don't grow into holiness accidentally or simply because we want to. We grow if we have a vision to be more holy. If we are open to God, to the grace of God's spirit being unleashed in our inmost being, and if we surrender to the spirit's work in our hearts so you have to make a decision I'm going to get rid of some activities I'm going to release some relationships and I'm going to surround myself with people that are going to help me become more holy and that's step that that's a step but it's also spending time with God and I have used this analogy before but if we, when our kids were little, we ate a lot of frozen pizza because it was cheap and the kids liked it. And I, I could slam back some, uh, Tony's, uh, cheap pizza. But if Jill and I were, if Jill put that in the oven for the kids, and we get a babysitter coming over and I know we're going out to eat good food. Well, then suddenly that craving for the frozen box pizza goes away because I know there's something better. And God's like, the more you're in my presence, the stuff of this world this world, you realize is passing away. It doesn't hold the same light. Those relationships that are pulling you down, you're like, once I've experienced something better, I want to be with other Christian brothers and sisters. I want to be in God's presence because it helps me realize where I am and where I need to go. And so I encourage us all, To have one hand reaching out towards someone that's going to pull you towards where you need to be and one hand reaching back where you're helping someone else. So we have mentors and we have people that we're mentoring, but we're also surrounding ourselves with people that will help us be more holy. Isaiah chapter six is Isaiah's calling. Just kind of listen, kind of see this imagery. In the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted. See it on a throne and the train of his robe filled the temple above him were seraphim, each with six wings, with two wings, they covered their faces and two, they, they covered their feet. And with two, they were flying and, and they were calling to one another. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. And then listen to Isaiah, how he responds to this. At at the sound of their voices and the doorposts and the threshold shook and the temples filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried, I'm ruined. For I'm a man of unclean lips and I live among people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord God almighty. The one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. And when he touched my mouth, he said, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Oh, who should I send? Who go for us? Oh, like, here am I send me. So, so, what happens here? When we're spending time with God and we get drawn into the presence of God and we see the holiness of God, it reminds us. Uh, James said, it's like it it, it shines a mirror. And we look into the mirror and, and we see that we have things to fix when we're seeing the pureness of God. And Isaiah is there and he's like, God's not just holy. He's not just holy, holy. He's holy, holy, holy. Everything about him is. And so immediately Isaiah is feeling pretty good about himself till he sees God and he's like, oh, wow. I've still got a lot of work to do. In fact, there's nothing good in me. And I can't go on God's behalf. And God says, oh, no, no, you you can. Let me cleanse you so that you'll be equipped. So it's the more we're in the presence of God, the more the stuff of this world just doesn't matter. Um, Maybe you've experienced this. But um, when my grandparents were getting up in years, my mom's starting to do it, too. Um, when you go to visit and you kind of look at stuff and you're kind of picking stuff up and, the, and she's like, take it. I'm like, grandma, no, this, this she goes, really, if you want it, take it now, someone else is going to have to go through this stuff. So it, it just doesn't, it is dear and near to me, but I want you to have it. And so we get to the point where the stuff of this world just doesn't matter. And we long to be in God's presence. It's when we're no longer feeling like we're missing out on this world. That's when things start clicking, and sometimes uh, it's like that popcorn kernel—some pop early, and some take a little longer, and some are are the dregs at the bottom that finally pop, you know, after the microwave goes off. So, I hope we won't wait till the very end of our life to become more holy and to be more Christ-like and to allow Him to do a work in us. I pray that we'll be early poppers. That will crave to be with God and allow the spirit to start guiding us to where we just say, this just doesn't matter. Um, I have a, a friend who is uh, a little bit older and he's like, you know, stuff that we used to fight about in church, it just doesn't matter. I just wanna be close to God and worship him. I, I, all these form questions and discussions, It doesn't matter. It is the function it's doing God's will and just honoring him and just worshiping him. You know, I'm not going to get bent around the axle as to what songs we're singing or how we're doing that. I just want to be in God's presence. And so uh, spending time with God helps us in that holiness process. I think there's a reason why Jesus got up early in the morning, even when he was exhausted because he needed to refresh his, his power. So that brings us to our second and last point, and that is the power of spiritual disciplines. And when we're adding things like prayer and Bible study, uh, it helps us to gain strength, but we can also gain strength in our, our pursuit of holiness by taking things away. So uh, my friend Danny went on a silence uh, retreat this weekend where you unplug and you spend time with God and you're listening to God. You're praying, but you're also listening. And so some of these disciplines where we're taking away the noise and we're taking away food and fasting and we're uh, checking out and allowing God some space there. And we add more margin in our lives through disciplines, either adding something good or taking away something to where we gain strength. These are just ways that, that really uh, help. Okay, so Buster, that's really funny. He says, now I'm craving the Holy Spirit and Jiffy Pop. So that is so good okay but we, we actually went and bought one of the old ones that you do on the stove and go back and forth and our kids are like what is that and i'm like oh it's really fun and after like 15 seconds they're like it only takes two minutes in the bag why are you making us do this work and i'm like it's the experience come on give it a try you know just, they they weren't sold so jill and i realize we have raised two spoiled kids just kidding all right but scott mcknight warns this he says spiritual disciplines are practices that are designed to make us open to the spirit and open to the presence of god which we talked about but they're not the spirit so the more we pray it doesn't make us better people in and of themselves Prayer is a discipline that allows us to be in God's presence and to listen to His spirit and then give and take. But it's the spirit that makes us holy. It's the spirit that brings about this maturing in our lives. Um, but we have to be willing to yield. and We have to be willing to listen to what God is trying to communicate in our lives. Uh, and we, like a person going from being single to married, uh, or a, a child with a parent, you have to allow uh, that influence to work in your life. I'm Sometimes I kind of feel like that my relationship with my parents kind of modeled or kind of tracked along with my relationship with God that, you know, you have complete trust as, as a baby and as a child. And then as you start getting into adolescence, Suddenly, you don't really want to listen to your parents. You don't want to listen to necessarily what God's will is for your life. But then you start coming back around and going, you know what? My parents are pretty smart, and so is God. So are you willing to release your will? So those are just a, a few thoughts that I had. Uh, on the Holy Spirit and what he uh, is there to do in our lives. He's to guide us. He's there to mature us. He's there to open up new things for us to do as individuals and families and and as a a church family. So I I hope that you're open to the Spirit's work in your life. I hope that you're praying for that and creating time for Uh, The spirit to do work um, in your life and also to be around other believers that will encourage you and and challenge you to keep growing in your faith. Uh, I personally want to thank each of you that um, come on and spend time. Hopefully this has been beneficial as we talk about this. And if you have any um, questions that you didn't get answered and want to email me at the church, that'd, that'd be fine. Uh, And I'll do my best to research and give you as best answers I can. But I I hope that this won't be the last time that we talk about the work of the spirit and the power of the spirit and what God intends to do in our lives. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this opportunity over the past few months um, to look at this book from Scott McKnight, but also just to get into your scripture to see um, a little bit more about this uh, member of the Trinity, Lord, that we didn't spend much time talking about, at least I didn't growing up. And Lord, I I pray that we can see that you are alive and well and your spirit is active in our lives, uh, active in maturing us and sanctifying us and making us holy, but also leading um, and, and guiding our congregation and our lives. Lord, help us to want to be in your presence and help us to crave to be in the presence of other brothers and sisters that hold us accountable and encourage us and uh, share their gifts with us. Lord, we ask this all in your precious name, amen. Thank you guys. So once again, we'll take a break for a few weeks. And we will uh, reconvene probably the second Wednesday night uh, after the first year. So uh, first of the year. So that will be the Wednesday night after kids are back in school. So we want to honor some family time and enjoy that. So anyway, uh, thank you for for your comments. I appreciate that. And I'm still learning. So I'm 54 and I'm still learning. And hopefully we'll all be, Uh, lifelong uh, learners as well. Um, Okay. Hello, Brad. We have to listen to the whole class after you're finished. Well, uh, if you can't get it uh, uploaded, just call me and I'll I'll walk through it for 30 minutes for just you and Irma because y'all are that special. You guys have a blessed evening and we'll see you Lord willing on Sunday. All right. Bye-bye. Oh, hello, Wilma. Have enjoyed the series very much. I appreciate it. Blessings to you. And the pierces, we came in late, so we'll be listening from the beginning. That's okay. We love you guys very much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.